a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, just thrilled uh, today to be joined by Roger Porter. Roger is the IBM Professor of Business and Government, the John F. Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University. Uh, also served in both the Ford and the George H.W. Bush White House. Uh, penned a just a beautiful piece uh, honoring the late Brent Scowcroft, his life of public service, uh, one that was truly built on uh, trust and prudent. Roger, I always appreciate your insight. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. So you you had an opportunity for for several decades to uh, to work alongside uh, Brent Scowcroft, of course, who most of us just remember as this national security advisor who just seemed to always have this steady hand and this steely uh, determination and integrity. Uh, what were some of your early memories from uh, interacting with Brent Scowcroft? Well, when I first uh, arrived at the White House at the beginning of uh, President Ford's administration. Actually, the, I, had, I had arrived as his White House fellow, and he was sworn in as president about three and a half hours after I arrived. And it's one of the more uh, fortunate times to be in the right place at the right time. Brent was serving as the uh, Deputy National Security Advisor to Henry Kissinger at the time. Mm. And uh, President Ford was uh, very conscious that I was from Utah. His son, Steve, was... Uh, studying at Utah State University at the time, and that came up during the course of our interview. And he always uh, introduced me as his White House fellow from Utah. (laughs) And Brent, uh, of course, coming from Utah, quickly picked up on that. And we became fast friends and actually had offices very close to one another in the West Wing, which is a very compact place. And so I uh, ended up spending a good deal of time with him. I was uh, working, uh, coordinating economic policy. He was doing national security policy. And so on trade and many other issues, uh, we ended up having a good deal of interaction. He wow. was a very, very easy person to be around. Yeah. Um, very understated, uh, not a, uh, uh, a, a an arrogant bone in his body. He was He was really just a delight to work with. Yes. And, uh, so so many. A lot of Utahns uh, back in the administration at that time. So that was, a, that was a, even though we had not known one another when we were both living in Utah, 
previously, uh, we we quickly bonded uh, with that connection. Uh, so good. Uh, and you, you mentioned some of his character traits that, that really set him apart from a, a lot of those in, in Washington, D.C. My producer, uh, Kellyanne, was uh, scoping out some things, and she found this wonderful piece of sound of George H.W. Bush and uh, Barbara. They were, it was the Atlantic Council. They were celebrating uh, Brent Scowcroft's legacy in 2011. I want you to listen to this sound, Roger, and then uh, comment on some of these traits that the former president pointed out in uh, Brent Scowcroft. Brent and I have had a professional relationship and close personal friendship that dates back nearly 40 years. As a colleague, I've, I've valued his sharp analytical mind unshakable integrity, and tireless work ethic. As a close friend, I value his loyalty, sense of humor, and great capacity for kindness. Brent's many close friends will agree with me that what makes him so unique and well-qualified, well-regarded among his peers is that he possesses great talent and an ability while remaining humble and warm. Comment on that for us, uh, Roger. How did well, you see some of those traits uh, play? That's a that's a wonderful description, and in my experience, an extraordinarily accurate description of uh, Brent Scowcroft. There are many uh, times that we run into life uh, people who are who are brilliant and very capable, but they don't necessarily possess uh, the the more quiet qualities of humility and and uh, hard work and dedication and kindness that uh, that we also like and Brent had that wonderful combination I've rarely known anyone who worked uh, as hard as he did I'll share I'll share with you one interesting story that your listeners might uh, find of some interest it was January 1 this would have been probably 1992 and uh, I had gone into my, it was the day off, but I had gone into my office uh, at the White House to get some work finished up uh, before coming home in the afternoon to, to watch some of the football games with our, with our family. And uh, the phone rang, and it was the president. He was up at uh, Camp David. And uh, he said, where are you? And I said, I'm in my office. And he said, well, I... I just want you to know how much I appreciate all that uh, you and your colleagues are doing. And he said, uh, as far as I can tell, you and Brent Scowcroft are the only two people in the building. <laughs> He'd been calling <laughs> calling all the senior staff. He says, go down and make sure that he knows that you're there and that he's not all alone. Oh, and, I love that. So I, so I, I wanted to, uh, my office was one floor away from here, so I, so I wandered down and we chatted and, and uh, laughed and and uh, it, it, President Bush just adored Brent Scowcroft. Yeah, they were they were wonderful friends. They were very close in age. They mm-hmm. were they were uh, only uh, two years apart in age. I was right. a total generation younger than they were, but but I spent a lot of time around with them. Did a lot of foreign travel with them because I was involved in the foreign economic policy right. issues. And you can tell uh, when two people really enjoy one another, and they they truly were not just colleagues, but but friends. Yeah. Um, and they they effectively met when uh, 
George H.W. Bush was over in China as the liaison to the People's Republic of China there. He had been appointed by President Ford. And Brent was the uh, Deputy National Security Advisor. And um, Henry Kissinger effectively delegated to Brent the relationship with Bush. Uh, and uh, so they they spent a lot of time communicating with one another by cable and sometimes by phone. And then uh, after the Halloween massacre in October of 1975, when Bush came back to Washington to be the head of the CIA, and uh, Scowcroft was promoted to be the national security advisor, then they started spending a lot of time with one another. Mm. And uh, it uh, it was then that I had the opportunity to see how close they had become, and it was no surprise to me when at the beginning, 13 years later, at the beginning of his his own term as president, that uh, uh, George H.W. Bush uh, asked Brent to come back and be his national security advisor. Yeah. And he was there the whole four years and just did a terrific job. A great work and a, and a great service to the, to the country. Roger, we really appreciate your writing in, in uh, Deseret News today. Uh, in fact, we'll take uh, Roger's column. We'll put that on our Facebook page as well. It's a beautiful, beautiful tribute to uh, Brent Scowcroft, again, who passed away at age 95. Uh, and, Roger, I, I appreciate your service as well. And I think both you and Brent Scowcroft uh, really did display that dignity. Uh, I know Brent Scowcroft often talked that we needed to treat people with more dignity and we needed to take that dignity around the world uh, we really appreciate your work. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you very much. All right. Again, that's uh, Roger Porter from uh, Harvard University. Again, worked in both the Ford and the George H.W. Bush administrations. Worked the side-by-side there with uh, Brent Scowcroft, another great Utah, uh, great life of public service. Uh, we wish his family well, and we honor a true patriot uh, and someone who showed that you can be humble, uh, you can be firm, and you can get some important work done for the good of the country and the good of the world. Uh, you don't have to pound your chest. You don't have to make all the headlines. You don't have to scream and shout on cable television. You can have a quiet dignity and a confidence uh, to actually go out and make a difference. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we're going to come back, uh, we're going to talk about instant certainty, the plague it is, and the problems it will manifest in the fall. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.